0: the snowman. It is so delightfully cold, said the snowman, that it makes my whole body crackle. This is just a kind of wind to blow life into one. How oh, that great red thing up there is staring at me, he meant the sun that was setting. He had two stones on his face instead of eyes and his mouth was made of an old broken rake. He had been brought into existence amidst the joyous shouts of boys and the jingling of sleigh bells. The sun went down, and the full moon rose, large, round, and clear, shining in the deep blue. There it comes again, from the other side, said the snowman, who thought the sun was showing himself once more. Then he said, if only I knew how to move. I would really like to move. If I could, I would slide on the ice, like I've seen the boys do. But I don't know how to move. I don't even know how to run. "'Away, away!' barked the old yard dog. He was quite hoarse and could not pronounce bow-wow properly. He had once been an indoor dog and lay by the fire, and he had been hoarse ever since. "'The sun will make you run some day. I saw him last winter. Make your preceder run and his predecessor pred- before him. Away, away! They all have to go.' "'I don't understand you,' said the snowman.' That thing in the sky will teach me how to run? I saw it running itself a little while ago, and now it has come creeping back up from the other side. You know nothing at all, replied the yard dog, but then you've only been made recently. What you see now is the moon, and the one before was the sun. It will come back again tomorrow, and most likely it will teach you to run then. I think the weather is going to change. I can feel such pricks and stabs in my left leg. I'm sure there's going to be a change. I don't understand him, said the snowman to himself. The one who was staring this morning, and whom he calls the sun, is not my friend. I can feel that too. Away, away, barked the yard dog. And then he turned round and crept into his kennel to sleep. There was really a change in the weather. Towards morning... A thick fog covered the whole country, and the wind arose, so that the cold seemed to freeze one's bones. But when the sun rose, the sight was splendid. Trees and bushes were covered with frost, and looked like a forest of white coral, while on every twig glittered frozen dewdrops. And where where the sun shone, how everything glittered and sparkled, as if diamond dust had been strewn about while the snowy carpet of the earth appeared as if it was covered with diamonds, from which countless lights gleamed, whiter than even the snow itself. This is really beautiful, said a young girl, who had come into the garden with a boy. And they both stood still near the snowman, and contemplated the glittering scene. Summer cannot show a more beautiful sight, she exclaimed, while her eyes sparkled. And we can't have such a snowman in summer, replied the boy, pointing to the snowman. He's amazing. The girl laughed and nodded at the snowman, and then walked away over the snow with her friend. Who are these two? asked the snowman to the yard dog. You have been here longer than I have. Do you know them? Of course I know them, replied the yard dog. She has stroked my back many times, and he has given me a bone of meat. I never bite those two. But what are they? asked the snowman. They are friends, he replied. Are they the same kind of beings as you and I? asked the snowman. Well, they belong to the same house, said the yard dog. Certainly people who were only born yesterday know very little. I can see that in you. I have age and experience. I know everyone at the house. The dog continued. I'll tell you. They loved me very much before. I used to lie in a velvet-covered chair in the house, and they would pet me. They used to kiss my nose and wipe my paws with a handkerchief. And I was called Amy, dear Amy, sweet Amy. But after a while, I grew too big for them, and they sent me away to the housekeeper's room. You can look into the room from where you stand. It was certainly a smaller room than those upstairs, but I was more comfortable. I had my own cushion. And there was a stove. It's the finest thing in the world at this season of the year. I used to go under the stove and lie down quite quiet beneath it. Oh, I still dream of that stove. away, oh, wait, away, oh, wait. does a stove look beautiful? asked the snowman. Is it at all like me? It's just the reverse of you, said the dog. It's as black as a crow and has a long neck and a brass knob. It eats firewood so that fire spurts out of its mouth, you can see it through the window from where you stand. Then the snowman looked and saw a bright polished thing with a brazen knob and fire gleaming from the lower part of it. The snowman felt quite a strange sensation coming over him. It was very odd, he didn't know what it meant. So why did you leave? How could you give up such a comfortable place? I was kicked out, replied the yard dog. They chained me up here. I'd bitten the youngest son in the leg, because he had kicked away the bone I was nine. Bone for bone, I thought, but they were so angry, and from that time I've been fastened with a chain. Don't you hear how worse I am? Oh, away, away! I can't talk anymore like other dogs. Oh, wait, wait. That's the end of it all. But the snowman was no longer listening. He was looking into the housekeeper's room, where the stove stood on its four iron legs, looking about the same size as the snowman himself. "'What a strange crackling I feel within me,' he said. "'I want to go sit by the stove. I must go in there and lean against her, even if I have to break the window.' "'You must never go in there,' said the yard dog, "'for if you approach the stove,' you will melt away, away. I might as well go, said the snowman, for I think I am breaking up as it is. During the whole day the snowman stood looking in through the window, and in the twilight hour the room became even more inviting, for from the stove came a gentle glow, not like the sun or the moon, no, only the bright light which gleams from a stove when it has been well fed. When the door of the stove was opened, the flames darted out of its mouth. The light of the flames fell directly on the face of the snowman. Wow, he said, so beautiful. In the morning, the windowpanes of the housekeeper's room were covered with ice. They were the most beautiful ice flowers the snowman had ever seen, but they concealed the stove. The windowpanes didn't thaw, and he couldn't see the stove which he pictured to himself as if it had been a lovely human being. The snow crackled, and the wind whistled around him. It was just a kind of frosty weather a snowman might thoroughly enjoy. But he did not enjoy it. How indeed could he enjoy anything when he was stove-sick? That is a terrible disease for a snowman, said the yard dog. I have suffered from it myself, but I got over it. "'Away, away!' he barked, and then he added. "'The weather is going to change.' "'And the weather did change. "'It began to thaw. "'As the warmth increased, the snowman decreased. "'He said nothing and didn't complain. "'One morning he broke and sunk down altogether, "'and where he had been standing, "'a broomstick remained sticking up in the ground. "'It was the pole round which the boys had built him up.' "'Ah!' Now I understand why he had such a great longing for the stove, said the dog. The shovel that is used for cleaning out the stove is fastened to the pole. The snowman had a stove scraper in his body. That was what moved him so. But it's all over now. Away, away. And soon the winter passed. Away, away, barked the horse yard dog. And nobody thought about the snowman anymore.